Welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast. This is episode number 34, Bringing Meditation Techniques into Swimming. My name is Jeff. I will be your host for today. Let's get started. Today I want to talk about meditation and its place in swimming and swim lessons. And uh, this comes out of a podcast that I was listening to. I drove up to Door County, uh, Wisconsin for the weekend to stay at a cabin that my wife's family has up there. And it's a great resource. <laughs> it's a great place uh, to really get a great feel of what's important in life. And it's a wonderful retreat area for me and for my family. Now, along the way, it's about a four-hour drive, and I like to listen to podcasts. So part of the reason why I have a podcast is because, and my Swimming Lessons Ideas has a podcast, is because I listen to a lot of podcasts on my own. And it's part of my way of being better at providing you, the listener, with good quality material things that you want to hear about uh, in, in a way that is useful to you. So in my imaginary world, you are listening to this podcast either on the website, swimminglessonsideas.com, or you found it on iTunes and you're listening to it, you've subscribed to it on your iPhone or your Android device or your Windows phone, what, what, <laughs> um, and you're listening to it on the go. So like I do, I listen to my podcast in the car. And when I'm driving to work and from work, and when I'm traveling long distances. And the podcast that I listened to most recently was called The Art of Charm uh, with Jordan Harbinger, I think. And he was talking to uh, this guy that's involved with guided meditation in, his, in a business setting. And he's running this uh, program where he is... Uh, doing guided meditation for um, executives. So for uh, CEOs, CFOs, high-level people that are in business that uh, are using meditation as an edge or a step ahead. It's part of the tool bank of the successful businessman, right? What is this thing that sets you apart? Well, it's coaching and meditation, right? So you're getting feedback from somebody else that can see from an outside perspective on how you should be doing things better. Uh, and uh, how you can develop personally, you know, a way to train your brain, uh, train your mind to do things better. And meditation is a vehicle or a way to do that. And I'm, I'm listening to this podcast and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this has so many applications for all facets of my life. My gosh, I should, wait a minute. This is just like swimming. You know, this is teaching swimming. This is what we want our swimmers to do. We we basically want them to meditate. And, and I know that you're what you're thinking right now, because this is what I was thinking was at first. Is meditation is silencing your mind and voiding everything in your brain so you're not hearing anything. But that's not what was actually said in this podcast. And what, what this guy said was and he his credibility is such that he owns a company, he works with uh, one of the CEOs, I'm sorry, one of the founders of Twitter, who is his investor, and he said the first thing 
you know, I'd love to invest in your company to the guy that was talking about the podcast, uh, the co-founder of Twitter. I'd love to invest in your company, but in order for me to invest in your company, you need to uh, get a life coach or a business coach, and I'll, I want you to have mine. And he was like, okay, well, I'll do that. You know, I'll be a better person. I'll have access to this high-level, awesome, elite coach. And the coach had to meditate. And so the guy's like, okay, well, you know, meditation, I'll do it. And then he's built it into his own business, right? <clears throat> so it's not blanking your mind. It's not um, finding silence in your brain. That's not what it's about. You know, when you begin for three minutes, for two minutes, you focus on your breath, you breathe in, you breathe out. And you, you practice only thinking about your breath. And then what happens, as we'll do, is your mind's going to start to wander. It's going to go on to thinking about, you know, oh, I have these swim lessons today and I got to teach this. Or I have these three people that are scheduled to show up today. I hope that they come in. You know, uh, and if they don't, here's what my plans are going to be. Or this is what I had for breakfast. It's giving me indigestion. You know, I should probably take a Tums or Prilosec so I don't get heartburn anymore. You know, there are all these different things that your mind is going to start thinking about. And off the top of my head, that those are the things that are on my brain, right? Um, is my staff going to show up on time? Are they going to show up at all? Um, you know, because we don't want that disaster of no one coming in. Uh, are my lessons that are full of participants, are we going to provide a quality lesson? Are we going to have the infrastructure in place that that lesson's going to do well? You know, your brain starts wandering on all these different things. And meditation is that you acknowledge that. You say, oh, my brain just, I'm thinking about something else. I'm not thinking about my breathing. And now I'm going to go back to thinking about my breathing. And it's that return. It's that acknowledgement of I'm not thinking about my breathing. I'm thinking about whatever else you're thinking about. And then the return to you're thinking about your breathing. That attempt, that acknowledgement and then attempt to return to breathing thoughts that's meditation. That's really the heart here of what meditation is. It's that you're you're training yourself to be aware of what you're thinking and then to build up the, the, the brain muscles to then acknowledge, dismiss. You know, okay, I'm, I acknowledge that I was thinking about my breakfast this morning. I'm going to dismiss that thought. I'll think about it later. And I'm going to return to thinking about breathing in and out. So breathe in. And breathe out, and breathe in, and breathe out. And that's what we're thinking. And again, we're going to start drifting away. We're not going to be focusing on that breathing and breathing out because it's, it's difficult, it's boring, it's not very interesting. So I'm going to think about something else. And then when I realize that I'm thinking about something else, aha, I'm not thinking about my breathing. I acknowledge it. I'm not thinking. I dismiss it. We're not going to think about that right now. And I'm going to go back to thinking about my breathing. Breathe in, and breathe out. And the goal of meditation is that you re, you know, you're successful when you acknowledge that multiple times. You know, you want to have that those attempts. You want to have those multiple acknowledgments of, aha, you know, this meditation time in three minutes, I acknowledge that I wasn't thinking about my breath 20 times. That's amazing. That's fantastic. You know, that, that might be the 10th or 20th time that I've actually meditated that I'm going to get to that number of acknowledgments, dismissals, and returns. 
you know, if you only acknowledge it three times, that's, you know, that's, that's pretty good. You, in three minutes, your mind wandered three times and you acknowledged it three times and returned to your thinking about breath. That's fantastic. That's a great way to begin meditating. And how does this come into swimming? You know, wh where's the connection? And it, I'll tell you the story of how it came about. And then I'll tell you about how, um, that, how you can use this in your program. So immediately after listening to this podcast, I came home and the next day uh, I went to practice, went practice for my developmental group. And this was for our more advanced groups. So they know how to swim. Uh, they're just beginning how to do workouts. So they're kind of like a pre-competitive team. Uh, they have a good understanding of how to swim well so they can do basic sets. And by set, I mean like 450s on two minutes. Uh, so they do a 50-yard swim, and then it takes them two minutes, and then whatever amount of time they have left after each uh, 50, they get as rest. Right, so that's like a basic, they're not great, I mean, they're, they're great swimmers, but they're not, you know, they're not winning championships right here. And that's great, that's fine, because that's where they're at in their swimming. So I'm, I'm in this group, and there's five kids there, because it's a Sunday, and it's not a popular day for us, but we offer practice because... Um, we can. Uh, so we have practice. There's five people in the group of out of 40. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do an experiment. I'm going to see if we can attempt to use this meditation technique without expl explicitly saying that it's meditation, but use it in a swimming standpoint, in a swimming uh, arena. So our theme for today, for that day was body posture and balance, right? So we're in this kind of like an arc of our lesson program or our swimming program that right these few weeks right now are body, line, and our balance, or what is it? Posture, line, and balance, right? So good body posture, uh, long lines, streamline, position 11, soldier position, and balance and uh, so you're, when you're on the surface of the water, you're balanced. So we're doing a lot of lifting the head to let the feet sink and then balancing back on the surface. So being able to find that balance on the surface, especially when you swim. So we're working on that a lot, right? So that's our theme. And we're going to try and see how can we bring in this idea of acknowledging the meditation, acknowledge not doing the, what we're doing in practice, swim practice, dismissing or adjusting our behavior and returning to attempting to do things well right so we're we're, we're gonna do that in a swimming setting so i wrote on the board three different things it was a series of circles so like uh we were talking about stacked soccer balls right so you, we want your body in swimming and freestyle we're talking about freestyle to be like a soccer ball tower so if you just Imagine a bunch of soccer balls stacked on top of each other, rising straight into the air, one on top of the other. Uh, it's a tower of soccer balls. And if you align them perfectly so they're completely stable and directly in the middle, that soccer ball tower is probably going to stand upright. But, and I, so I drew seven circles, one on top of each other in a straight line on the board, on the far left-hand side. In the middle of the board, I drew seven circles. But 
they were obviously like a toppling tower, almost like the leaning tower of Pisa. You know how it kind of is leaning? So the circles were not centered. They were off center, and it looked like they were about to fall. And then you could easily see, oh, well, this soccer ball tower is toppling over because it's out of balance. It's not in a straight line. It's not, it doesn't have good body posture, right? So the soccer ball tower is going to crumble. It's going to fall right away. And I drew that in the middle. And then on the far right-hand side, I drew seven circles in a zigzag. So, like, if you imagine looking at someone from the side and their chest is pushed out and their hips and their butt is pushed back. So kind of like an S, like an exaggerated S. And the idea there was, while it could balance for a little bit, you know, the soccer ball tower might not fall over immediately, but it's kind of wobbly and wiggly, and it's eventually going to fall over right away. Okay, and so which soccer ball tower, which stacked up soccer balls, or football footballs, are you going to want to be when you swim, and when you swim freestyle? And, of course, the answer is the first one. You want to be the line, the tower of soccer balls that are in balance, in alignment, in a line, right? And so that was our goal. That was what we were working on, is getting into that long body line and posture during a set of, uh, we did two 25s freestyle, a 50 backstroke kick without a kickboard, and then two 25s butterfly kick, right? So... Two opportunities to think about this good long body posture. And then 225 is a butterfly kick, which is the opposite, right? It's the complete opposite of straight line body posture, soldier position, and um, long body line to kind of wiggle yourself out. And that was an opportunity to kind of just not think about anything and do the exact opposite, right? Because butterfly kick is a this undulating motion, this sine wave of ups and downs and pushing your chest down and then your hips and everything so basically the opposite of of rigid soldier body posture position right to kind of get it out of your system so that was the set 225s freestyle swim a 50 backstroke kick and then 225s butterfly kick without a board and we did that three times through and so that was that was it. It was pretty basic. It was very easy. It's not a difficult or challenging set. But the focus wasn't on the aerobic component. The focus wasn't on, you know, the speed of it. The focus, because, you know, everything we do in practice, in the swim team, on swim lessons, has a goal, has a focus, right? It has a purpose. for So part of uh, purposeful practice, um, right? So we had uh, episode, which one was that? Uh that was episode number 25, Purposeful Practice, right? So everything that we do has a point. It has a purpose. It has a focus. It has a goal. The goal or the focus of this was, and, and I'll, I'll give you the speech as close to it, as close as I gave it to these guys as possible. Your focus is not on 100% of the time having good stacked soccer ball posture posture, Right? That's not your goal. That's our, that's our attempt. You know, that, that's what we eventually want to move towards, but that's incredibly difficult to do the entire time. You know, that's what Olympians do. That's what the elite swimmers can do because they practice and put the effort in. That's not your focus. You know, that's our ultimate goal, but today, that's not your focus. What your focus today is, 
What I want you to think about right now is attempting for as many times as you can, for as long as you can, swimming or kicking with that straight, tall soccer ball tower body. I want you, when you realize that you're not stacking yourself into that soccer ball tower, when you're not push, lifting your chest and moving your hips a little bit tighter and engaging your core and keeping your head still, when you're not doing that and you realize it, I want you to say, aha, I'm not in that soccer ball tower. My tower is going to fall over right out. And I want you to readjust so you are in that position. I want you to readjust so you are uh, feeling that stack soccer ball tower. You know, I want you to go back into that position. So just like meditation, now I didn't say this, but just like meditation, you know, we're acknowledging that we're not doing it. We're going back into that position, focusing on the breath, right? And we're going to try and keep it as long as we can, but we know we're not going to do it the entire time, but we're going to try. And we know that we're going to fail, but that's okay, you know? I, I That's fine. So in the swimming context, and I said, that's that's okay. You can, I don't expect you to do this straight, long body posture that's that's excellent position the entire time you're swimming. But I want to see and I want you to think about, I want you to acknowledge when you're not doing it and attempt to do it again. And maybe you do that five or six times or ten times in the course of a 50 and you, you know, or maybe it's two times and you realize, oh, I wasn't doing it, I'm going to do it again. And then you know, you'll continue swimming, you'll continue doing what you're doing, you'll focus on the activity, but then when you realize that you're not getting that long body good posture, I want you to acknowledge it and go back to attempting to get into that body position. And as we go through the set, my goal, your focus, should be to acknowledge when you're not doing it or recognize that you're not doing that straight soccer ball tower position and go back to doing it. And do that as many times as you need to, and hopefully you're doing it often. And, and that's the goal. That's our focus for today. You know, of course, I want you to actually do the things correctly. You know, do freestyle swim, do backstroke kick, do the butterfly kick. You know, go when you're supposed to. But during those activities, you know, aside from actually doing the activity, your focus is thinking, recognizing when you're not doing it and when you are doing it. And that's it. And then after each one, we would follow up with them and say, okay, where are you at? How many times did you acknowledge that you weren't doing it? How many times did you uh, realize, whoops, I forgot to do this focus. I'm going to go back to getting that straight, long body posture. You know, chin, chin and neck long, shoulders back, chest raised, stomach and core engaged, hips rotated a little bit, you know, that straight body posture. If you imagine like a soldier who's standing up at attention, what do they look like, right? They're, they're lifted, their back is straight. They have that long body line posture. And that's what we want in swimming, right? We want the long freestyle for backstroke, for breaststroke. You want to get in that position during streamline. You want to get in that position. So, um, getting in that and realizing when we're not, that was the whole focus of the practice. And it was awesome. And, you know, it resonated with two or three kids really, really well. The younger people 
didn't get as much out of it because they were younger. Uh, they didn't have the attention span or the interest or the, the, the motivation to be engaged in this way. Uh, but it worked really well with our 10 and 11-year-old. We had two people, a 10-year-old and an 11-year-old at practice. Uh, and they, they ate it up. They loved it. You could visibly see when they fell out of alignment and they would kind of like, you know, you can see when someone is swimming and they kind of realize it and they change immediately. That was really apparent when those two got kids. With our 8-year-olds, uh, we had two 8-year-olds and a 9-year-old and then an 11-year-old and a 10-year-old. The two eight-year-olds and the nine-year-old, the nine-year-old was a little more engaged in it, but not as interested, so didn't really attempt it as much. Uh, the eight-year-old, one of them, kind of ignored it entirely because uh, she had some struggles with actually doing the activity. Uh, and then the uh, other eight-year-old uh, couldn't really tell based on his engagement and watching him swim. Uh, but... It could have been good. It could have been great for him. It, it wasn't readily apparent. So two out of two out of five had a great response to it, the older people. So if you want to use this in your own program, if you're interested in this at all, and I'm, I'm just absolutely fascinated by this, and I think I might be introducing this a little more over time throughout as we go through our uh, theme here of body line and posture. I think I'm going to be introducing this to a wider range of people in the larger group. Um, because I really liked it and I thought it was very successful with some of these older swimmers. And I think it would be really successful with those very engaged swimmers. So those that are really highly internally motivated, uh, those people that are really into swimming because they love it and they're really interested in, in listening to what the coach has to say versus showing up and it's an activity that they do because their parents bring them to practice. All right. So um, is it appropriate for all ages? No. Uh, it's I would use this only for swim teams um, or pre-swim team setting a setting where you as the instructor can hold the attention of the class um, where you can hold the attention of your swimmers I think this would be excellent for high school swimming and for uh, age group swimming swimmers so 9 to 14 year olds uh, or 15 to 18 year olds I think this would be excellent for them uh, if you phrase it correctly. So if you don't talk about meditation, but you talk about it as, here's what I want you to do during this set. And then the more you do that, you're basically providing a meditative opportunity for these swimmers. Then they're going to have a stronger mental ability to do that as they do other things. So as they get other focuses or tasks, they're going to be able to accomplish them in greater volume because you've done this type of training before, right? So uh, for your youngest swimmers, between three and seven, I don't think it's going to be very effective, but it could be. You know, you might want to see if you can in integrate this uh, into your program, and I'd like to hear about that if you do. You know, is it successful? Have you done something like this in the past? Um, and uh, for swim lessons strictly, I don't know that this would be an appropriate thing to do with your time because it's not, It's and swim lessons, you're not often just doing Here's your activity, and then you're going to have an opportunity to do that activity and come back. You know, it's constant feedback and swim lessons, high repetition, repetition, high feedback, not as much of an opportunity to swim with targeted feedback and a longer duration. So it's just not as as good in swim lessons. Um, uh, 
So what do you think? Is this is this something that you're interested in the future? Would you like to hear more about this? Or is this something that you think is total bunk? You know, what what is your thoughts? Uh, definitely connect with me on Twitter at Swimming Ideas. Uh, or send me an email, jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com. I'd love to hear from you on what your thoughts are on using meditation techniques, not the stillness in your mind and thinking about nothing, but acknowledging, focusing on your breath, letting your mind wander, acknowledging that wander, dismissing whatever you were thinking about, and returning to focusing on your breath. Can you do that? Does that have a place in swimming? And if so, what is it? Let me know. Thank you for your time. Love to hear from you in the future. And we'll see you soon. Take care and be well. Thanks again. Bye.